Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Formlessness, uh, the show that's always being. This is the podcast that is always being, and today we have a very special guest, someone who I have uh, garnered a lot of inspiration from, and who I love and respect very much. Uh, he's got a great podcast, Very 8 Podcast. Check that out if you want to. It's Sean Dunn. Dun, hey dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> what up thanks for having me man yeah thanks for doing this i'm uh i'm doing this from the library from a study room in the library cool. so i'm feeling like gotta be, i can't talk too loud so we'll see we'll see how it goes you have to use your midnight whisper voice and it'll be good yeah yeah, yeah. uh this is the this is the asmr <laughs> podcast episode yeah people love this stuff yeah yeah just uh chilling out shooting the shit i the audio is probably not going to be great for the listeners i got two audio interfaces yesterday um because i have none and neither of them work with my new macbook because uh because of um segregation and monopolization of information it's very very sad but what can you do yeah I don't know. Smoke weed. Smoke weed. I've uh, I've stopped smoking weed for the last like two or three weeks. Really? And yeah, I'm loving it. Having a great time. My my lungs are uh, appreciating it quite a lot. Um, It's always around that point. That's like the hump. Like if you can get to two weeks, like it's hard to go back to weed after that. Like, cause you feel so good and refreshed and great. Yeah. It's funny. And then whenever I ultimately do go back, I'm back on for years at a time, loving it every day. It's so great. Yeah. I don't know. Me too. I'll go like seven years straight without taking a break and then be like, you know what? I got to chill for a few weeks and then I do it and then I'm back. And, uh, I've just, I've just made a deal with this plant. It helps me get through life and it helps shed away like a lot of the stuff I think would be holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's currently still working for me. 11 years of smoking every day. So it's still working for me. So, Wow. Yeah. It. You've only been smoking for 11 years. Yeah. I'm 41 and I pretty much started when I was 30, um, which is wow. good. It's good because I needed to not have weed while I was trying to be very ambitious and motivated and get a lot of stuff going i don't think it would have served me before i was 30 in my 30s it served me very much so Mm. yeah i started when i was 17 and it definitely changed my life and uh i don't know it was very i i attribute it to uh i don't know kickstarting my my true conscious evolution and yet it also really disrupted my physical reality in some ways that maybe, I don't know, I was like uh, doing film stuff and I had a lot of momentum. And then I started getting sicker and sicker with this digestive anxiety, psychosomatic, um, yeah, stuff, which was, I think, I I was made aware of it through smoking weed for the first time. Mm. And who's to say if, if uh, I would have had uh, 
successful career with that stuff just deep in my subconscious or yeah yeah for i think when i think about weed i just think of it as such like a it's such a feminine energy and it's something i i kind of held at bay for so long in my life just just being able to receive and acknowledge the feminine and uh yeah good it served me like getting a lot of stuff done and getting films made and like dominating the competition all that type of shit yeah but uh, there was it was unbalanced and i was having a lot of stomach problems and just problems with anxiety and um yeah Mm. we just came in and balanced it out you know the yin and the yang i needed needed more um yin energy i was overdosing on yang energy in my 20s and by the time i got to my 30s it was time to just settle it down and um I think it's cool because like I'm listening to a plant, it feels like it's listening to me and kind of getting to live in a human body through me, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like listening to a plant and it's higher intelligence and uh, it coincides with my desire to, to really want to chill out, you know, and, and yeah. uh, not get overreactive. I come from a very reactive, crazy, overstimulated family. And I'm kind of the person that just now I am weed and I just calm everything down. I try to calm everyone down. Yes. Yes. That's what's up. My environment right now is pretty, pretty uh, overreactive in itself. So I think it's working for me, not smoking weed. I feel like I'm, uh, there's so much change in my environment constantly that I don't know, you know, it's like, I feel like, I paid really close to my uh, really close attention to my intuition and balanced those yin and yang energies in the mm-hmm. past. And weed was a huge, huge help for that. And yet now these days, I still feel like very impacted by the imbalanced conditioning of the societal construct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not quite sure like, I, I feel like I was getting like a lot of flack from people in the world for being in feminine energy in the past years when I knew to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now I'm not sure. I There's definitely rebalancing that needs to be done for me, yeah. but I don't know what, whether, whether I should go more into the masculine more, I guess probably, I think I'm learning. I think I'm working on my yang. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly what I'm now tuning up again. Like, yeah. it's been so long, like, since before, I, I like, psychedelics and weed, that I'm like, who is that guy again that, like, like, I still get a lot of stuff done. I still am making movies and commercials and podcasts and radio shows all the time. Yeah. But, th- yeah, there is something. I, it's, it's this post-pandemic, because just, like, being sedentary for a couple of years, just being stuck in one place for a couple of years, it's like, how did I used to do that? How did I like? I'm I'm trying to rebuild the the masculine because I overdosed on the feminine during during the quarantine, and yeah, I, I did that by just doing a lot of drugs and hanging out with babes and. Hey man, you know, that's a life. Wow, it was great. Yeah, well, I mean, you've continued to post things throughout that. I mean, your podcast has been. I'm so grateful for it. Honestly, it makes such a Thanks. huge difference for me to have something in the external world that reflects the things I'm thinking about. It goes so far in just my own sanity to, to <laughs> see those uh, reflections. 
Yeah, I, I really appreciate that because, I don't know, like Mare always says, my, my girlfriend Mare, she's always saying like, oh, people just see you being good at it and they don't feel the need to like compliment you about it or thank you for it, you know what I mean? You're just putting good stuff out and they know it and they think you know it, but it really does mean a lot when I hear people say what you're saying because I just tend to think like, all right, I'm putting out this podcast. It makes me feel good to do, to just get a transmission out there like every 10 days or so. But more and more, I'm like, I doubt I resonate with anyone that I list that listens to me. Like, I'm getting more far out and kind of less in the spiritual groups think mindset. Mm. And um, so when I don't know when it's reflected back to me that that it resonates, it really it keeps me going. It, it keeps me wanting to like keep exploring new ideas and not stagnate in who I thought I was, which I think would be a big problem in my life if I didn't have a podcast, if I didn't have like a weekly demarcation of like, where are you at, bro? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, maybe I'd, be, maybe I'd be more off the rails. But um, it does mean a lot to, to hear that like anyone tunes in and, and connects with uh, whatever the fuck we talk about. <laughs> yeah, pulling it down from the ethereal realms. Yeah, no, a lot of times we'll get off there and like, especially if it's the three of us, me, Cass and Mary, because we don't talk about it at all. We just like are like, okay, cool, let's do a podcast. We set all the stuff up and everything and we just go into it and we come out like, what the hell did we just talk about? Like, it wasn't us. Yeah. Like a message came through us, like only we could tune to that dial on the radio station and hear that and it just came through us. And then it's crazy because then I'll hear it reflected back like someone like yourself saying like, dude, I, I feel you. I feel what you're saying, you know, and it's really more than anything. It's it's not a way of living. It's more of like a way of seeing the world. And I think people's ways of, of interpreting that and applying it to their life is different. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate constant reminders. And it usually comes through music and lyrics mm -hmm. um, that we're not that we're not alone in this and in our way of thinking and our way of uh, comprehending this world and our way of wanting things better that you're just not alone in it that's why i think art's so important is like just feeling those different personal expressions of how we're we're not alone in it so yes keep doing it yeah doing it. being able to communicate that intention is all that's needed to create the change start to create it yeah yeah and, and most yeah. of it for me is like having uh, my partner Cass, uh, like we've been together mm -hmm. for 12 years. So I, I sometimes can take for granted that I just have a person next to me all the time that I'm just kind of like bouncing thoughts off of in an inconsequential way. And if something's good, if she has something good, if I, or if I have something good, we start, you know, to render that idea out more. And maybe this is a new way of living. Maybe it's a new way of thinking about things or talking or making each other laugh. But having that, uh, that such a, a trusted partner where I could just fully be myself all the time yeah, is what makes me who I am more than filmmaking, podcasting, drugs, all this other stuff, the music. I, having Cass in my life and having a partner that I trust so much mm. uh, really allows me to be who I am. You know, I have a lot of friends who talk about their partners like they're a drag who talk mm -hmm. about their partners like they're a foreign entity that like they're warring with constantly. And I've just never seen this relationship like that. So it, it helps me a lot. It helps me um, see things, I think, from a higher perspective sometimes and not get yeah. too caught up in reactionary. Yeah. And, uh, yeah what I do you think? Podcast interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, th how do you, how did you create that in your life? What do you think allows you to experience that? 
that sort of relationship and your perspective that continues, yeah. you know, continues it being something like that. Well, I, I've, I've had other relationships that didn't work out and I've learned from those and, uh, same thing with Cass and, um, hmm. It just it, it felt like from the second we met each other that it was an investment, like something we wanted to invest in and commit to. And, uh, you know, I've been through a lot of uh, trauma and grief, uh, especially like in my teens and 20s or early 20s. So, uh, yeah, those things kind of put you I don't know, they put me in touch, at least with my desires and, and my desire system. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's what that's what allowed me to even receive Cass's love and be available for it and meet her in a place that's good. So um, I, I think it's that it's like it's what I've been through. It's what she's been through. But it, it's also like a commitment to like what I was just saying, like I'll have friends that talk shit about their partners. It's all good. Like we all need to vent whatever. But we don't like like we don't want to do that. We don't want to put negative vibrations out there about each other. We don't want to unnecessarily you know poke at each other or get under each other's skin so i don't know mm. i think it came from experience it came from you know like i'm saying the trauma putting you in touch with your desires and then just being able to kind of like imagine a better reality for yourself and slowly but surely you get there and we're just we're both very grateful people every day we just we pray and we're we're grateful and we're just uh really in that frame of mind constantly and it helps from uh becoming bitter and pessimistic yeah yeah that's it's so true uh how much that stuff reflects back immediately into our reality i'm i'm learning how to do that myself like connect all the way to my desires i've been doing this podcast but it's like i've i haven't done i haven't really been doing it much this year and um yeah, I've been learning how to like complete that cycle, fill, go the full circle of uh, having a desire, creating it, finishing it, allowing myself to be connected with that original inspiration feeling throughout the whole process. Yeah, through all the all the t the tough navigating of whatever is needed to create it, and just staying true to that original feeling. Yeah, and I feel like if you can do it on a small level with like an art project or whatever, you can start to do it for your whole life, which is the big project, the ultimate sermon. Yes. The yes. way you live your life, the way you feel. Yes. You know? And and those things are important to me. Though like that that's like at the top of my list of what's in, of of like, you know. Yeah. Do we feel good? Are we happy? You know, do we feel grateful? Can we access gratitude? Can we mm. access joy? And if those things seem like out of out of touch, something's out of alignment. And uh, mm -hmm. it's usually that we're unrested or overworked or um, mm -hmm. not exercising and meditating. It's a, a very what I've what I've realized is just very, very, very simple things keep me on track, at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very simple things. It's just like you got to meditate. You have to exercise. Uh, you have to be grateful, you know, like yeah. simple, simple things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm realizing more and more that like the imagination, my own imagination and the imagination of everybody around me has so much of an impact on those, on how I'm feeling. Well, first of all, how I'm feeling seems to be immediately represented in my, in my physical reality, moment to moment. Mm. If I, if I take a moment, if I'm in public, I take a moment to breathe and meditate 
and I genuinely shift my emotional state and I open my eyes, I'm in a totally different reality. Absolutely. But the opposite is also true where it's like, I'm ha I was having a really great morning and uh, now I'm in this library, which is like in a certain part of town. And there's, you know, certain, you know, there's all these kind of pe people here and the vibes are bad. And I'm, I feel that. And, uh, it, it, I, um, wow. Um, yes. well, what I, what I would say in that situation is like the vibes aren't bad. They just needed you. It needed, it needed, a another ingredient, you know, the wow, cult yeah. was not, it wasn't complete yet. You know, it, it needed yeah, hey. so like, you know, we, we learned this from, um, uh, this beautiful spiritual teacher, musician guy, Laraji. You ever listen to Laraji? No, I've never heard of you that. Should, you should check him out. He's Laraji, really, okay. Yeah, he's How do you spell it? L-A-R-I-J-I. Okay. Um, he's incredible, and we went and saw him live, and he was he was given a whole a whole speech about. Um, I'm gonna do a terrible job, but basically, what it comes down to is. Uh, don't don't show up to the party show up as the party show up wherever you yeah. are going as the vibe that you wish to see there don't show up expecting that that thing show up as it so yeah. little like flip of the switch on consciousness on how you arrive to things and the attitude that you bring in to a certain situation and mm -hmm. i think it just allows for uh a, a more of a sense of purity about things and less like expectations that aren't being met and the consumerist, you know, mindset of things are products and why isn't this setting off all those, those stimulations? Yeah. Yeah. More of, like I am those chemicals. I am the vibe this place needed. I'm the light, uh, you know, or, or whatever, whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Bringing it back for to itself. For, for me, a lot of times it's, uh, it's chillness. I'll go into situations that feel like coffee or Adderall energy. And I'm like, this is too much for me. I don't really party like that. So yeah. I'll start, I'll, I'll talk a little lower, a little slower. I'll, you know, mind my own, this kind of thing. And you just watch it like the vibe react to you now being in the mix. And, mm -hmm. it, and it's a really cool thing. And I don't know, it just makes me, it, it's, it's all like little hacks on consciousness to get out of the the victimhood mentality because it's so bred into us mm -hmm. from such a young age and we're all just such critics out there just you know trying mm -hmm. to release those like dopamine chemicals so just i don't know just not going around as like a complaining little bitch and more just like <laughs> i am whatever the vibe is i'm part of it or i could make it better if it's bad yeah. yeah yeah and part of that also is like acknowledging the truth of the moment for me it's like i want to be in good vibes but mm -hmm. i also have to uh face and acknowledge the the feelings of the moment and express them yeah um in order to to release them and, and oh dude. you know yeah i mean that's what that goes back to what i was saying about having casts we'll go into a place and i'm like no absolutely not. <laughs> we can't do this we're not doing this and she and if if I'm being like that, like one of us is always grounded down in reality and can bring it back. But you know, if I'll mm -hmm. go into I'll go into a place like, nah, we're not doing this. I, can you get us out of here? Can we keep this quick? Can we do all this bringing anxiety to a moment? And she'll just a lot of times just be like, oh no, come on, this is a chance to see our old friends and like this is a chance to sit to meet their kids and whatever. They're playing stupid music. They're playing kids' music. Like. Like whatever, it's funny. Like, like, and that's a big one. That's a big one. 
for me at least, because Cass and I always made the pact that things should feel fun and funny. And if they don't, we should start working on that. So, yeah. you know, if, if something like bringing stuff around to this is funny is one of those little hacks that takes you out of victimhood mode, you know, and, and just puts you in, in like a bird's eye perspective of things and looking for the humor in something as opposed to looking for the victimhood. Yeah. And, you know, a great example is like I'll go to restaurants with my family and like, man, they're they're a nightmare to be at restaurants with. They'll terrorize the wait staff. They're they're just waiting for somebody to fuck up. And yeah. you no, know, I'll go in there, like I can get very stressed out about being around that or being around just that whole thing. So I'll just try to bring it into humor and like, oh, isn't it funny that they forgot our thing? Isn't it oh, isn't that so classic and funny? that they always forget to do this one thing or of course they're going to do this or we were waiting for the other shoe to drop and of course it does like just trying to bring it back to some sort of humor you know and yeah you need humility to have humor you need humility to access humor yeah so it's a really good practice i think yeah i get so i get so serious because and we do because because part of it for me one of the tricks that, that i can i'm trying to access to flip that script is to just realize like i i don't have to deny the reasons why i'm feeling this way a lot of the times i feel upset or angry frustrated it's because of real things i can see going on and i want to change them and i want to yeah. acknowledge them and communicate them but uh yeah there's ways to do that that are light and that are funny yeah. and that release the tension in ways that um don't have to don't have to i don't know keep that vibe so so heavy yeah right i mean one of them like the final boss for me was uh like politics yeah and just like that was probably like the last thing i was really holding on to is like something it's like no it's it's not it's not funny people need help we need to change things you know people are suffering this and that which is all true yeah which is all true um what i can do about it beyond just change my own opinion and see things for what they are is is you know, actually very little. So why am I going to waste a lot of energy on, uh, on something that I really, you know, it's meant to outrage me. All of it, it's yeah. meant to belittle and make me feel small and outraged and angry and, and uh, helpless and hopeless. Why am I playing around in that system? Why aren't I just laughing at it? You know, so that, that was really, that was a tough one to deprogram, you know, the, the yeah. political side of things just wanting to get in that right and wrong and left and right conversation. And it's just, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. From my perspective. No, it is. It's, I think it's set up to be that way. It's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, uh, anything that creates, it's the same thing with queer culture where it's like, uh, as long as queer culture is a place where it's like, there's a separation between straightness and queerness, it's just set up to be divisive and segregatory. Exactly. And it's like, not we're yeah. all we're all different yeah. we're all the same i'm not like deep like uh like oh there's a cabal of people somewhere making these choices i just think it's it's the inevitable uh product of the system that we're in everything uh, yeah. this is what our last podcast is about we just talked about the commodification of everything as it as it comes into the ethers it's already being whittled down into a product or something that's meant to divide us and something that's meant to say you are and you're not and to become some exclusionary thing so yeah you know it's it's all very uh you know i got caught up in it for a while all the identity politics stuff and um i'm over it i'm i'm beyond over it i don't think it helps i don't think it's helping i don't think it's serving anyone on any side of it uh to yeah. just 
with more nuanced ways to divide us and and this and that. And look, it's not to say I'm not aware of the issues or the oppression or the exploitation and the subjugation that goes on, but those are inevitable products of the system we're in. So you have to change the system we're in and that's where it becomes very daunting and that's where it comes down to like, well, what can I do? Right. What can I do about this? Well, I could start to change all my habits. I can start to change the way I see the world and I can start living in alignment with who I really am, which is revolutionary in itself these days. And, you know, you start to do that, that idea spreads if you make it look good. That can spread and more and more people want to get in alignment with who they are. Trust me, it's not going to be with the system we're currently in. So something yeah. down change. And, and that's why I do hold out hope that things could change pretty quickly and change could change overnight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I do hold out hope for that. I think but, it's happening. I mean, it's like you're saying, it's like I, I think we're all learning whether we're conscious of it or not. We're learning how to bring new energy into situation, use our life force to generate life force instead of being entangled with these old thought patterns that just yeah. reciprocate themselves. Yeah, yeah. Old, just worn yeah. out paradigms that like literally didn't work for our parents and grandparents. I don't know why would it be expected to work for us when we're more aware and more connected, more conscious than ever. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It's, it's bound to change in that sense. Yeah. And it's, it is a, if it, it can feel like a, there's like a big uh, inner, it can, you know, it can feel like there is some other force that's there that is going against what is right or what is life giving. And, yeah. and the, the scary thing about that force is it's not um, always like showing up to battle the way we do all that all that force has to do is kind of create like a mist of confusion that we're all stuck in. And, and yeah, misinformation. And, you know, it's the, sa the same way that we, uh, we fight wars now, like, this country doesn't go into a war trying to win a war. There's no way to win a war anymore. We just have to create we just have to create disturbances. That's it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing is what prevents us from getting organized and prevents us from changing things is that that just the confusion fog. Yeah, which and, and doesn't that, really exist. It just influences us to be if we tune into it, then we do less fun and good things in the day we just become smaller, we, we become smaller, we become in um, the scarcity mindset that has us being fucking slave wage slave slaves out there, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, I hate to see life whittled down to that. Like, how do you how do you monetize your labor and how do you seek comfort and all this stuff? Because like, there, there's so much there's so much more to life than that. Um, but the, what the system is going to produce in, in most people is the feeling that they better behave or they're going to yeah. end up in prison or homeless. And there's, yeah. that, you know, that's why we have the biggest homeless population in the world here and the biggest prison population in the world here. Even though we come nowhere near to having the most people overall, we have those biggest populations. Just to serve as an example of don't get out of line. And it is, and it works on most people. It hypnotizes us into behaving a certain way. And it, it shrinks us and it shrinks who we are and what we're meant to be. And that's why there's a huge epidemic of uh, of despair and depression, overdoses, these kind of things, they can all be traced back to that. Just this yeah. system not serving us anymore and a change needs to happen. It's like a bad relationship. You know, you end up staying in bad relationships longer than you uh, than than you would care to. It's what we're doing with this thing. It's like, it's in its death rattle. 
yeah. but we need to just cut the cord with it. Uh, but that requires individuals doing it and individuals showing the way. And then more and more people get on board and uh, things can be better. I, yeah. I do hold out hope that things could be better and should be better. Yeah, and I think it, 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 the perspective of it being inevitable is a good way to to generate the inspiration yeah. to to take that step because i really think it is because it's just like uh the more that time goes on the more clear it is from a purely logical pragmatic scientific uh perspective that like breaking things apart into separate groups just destroys energy and allowing things to flow between all nodes in an unbroken flow it's like that creates equality that creates equilibrium yeah that yeah yeah it's really it's it's interesting to think about on the micro and macro level because mm -hmm. yeah like we're like exactly breaking us into ever nuanced little groups or whatever does impede a certain flow but we're all expected to behave under laws that apply to 400 million people here it's like it's kind yeah. of a crazy thing to expect from people and uh, yeah it's already i mean it's just totally dysfunctional already so mm -hmm. there's a lot of space to like walk and move with through that just because it's such a slow moving system yeah you know yeah there's more yeah, and more space it's a like a picture like a huge ship and what it what it takes to redirect a ship and how to make a, a ship change course it's like that it, 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 yeah. it, it takes thinking about it and it takes a lot of people to do it and yeah uh, we're, we're definitely on our way just from just for the simple fact of like we all just went through uh collective trauma with with and we are currently still going through with this pandemic yeah how left hung out to dry we are i think is a is wh whether people are talking about it yet or not in this way it's just a, it's a big moment of collective awakening because mm -hmm. it just showed how much our government is not there for us and they're not serving the people they're serving the oligarchs and that's where all of our money was just transferred to and yeah. it's disaster capitalism you can't let a good disaster go unexploited and uh, that's what just happened to us. And like, as a, as a small business owner, like we're fucked, you know, me and Cass are fucked. We're in debt for the first time in our lives. And mm. that didn't have to be the case. And I think a lot of people went through something like that in one way or another, and they'll wake up to it. And, uh, you know, that stuff can serve to, to change things for real, because uh, it's it, it fucks with the way you thought things were. And it starts to uh, take you out of that like coddled innocence uh that this yeah. country wants you to believe it is and it's not it's a brutal fucking meat grinder yeah and that woke me up and that's what that's what i'm saying is reawakening the more masculine side of things for me my yang energy is coming more online because i'm in a more desperate situation because of this pandemic now yeah yeah and it's cool it's cool i can do it i'm a little bitter <laughs> about it because i just felt like my natural evolution is just to let go and let yeah go accept more but right. now i have to get in there and manhandle my life and uh, yeah. make money again and get out of debt and it's cool it's cool some really cool art will come out of it for us yes but, i'm sure yeah 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 i gotta gotta keep that vibe in my body high with and yep. uh navigate 
without getting lost in the the feminine when I'm not in the, my own environment. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's uh, I think about my uh, you ever hear the word Merkaba? Oh, yeah. What is that? It's I, I don't know. I, I'm probably uh, not saying this right, but it's it, it's like an auric shield. I think that everyone has around them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I need like a really thick, powerful Merkaba in order to navigate the world. And sometimes yeah. like, you know, like when you take acid, it feels like you just you, you just shed that thing. And it's why you feel the oneness with everything, because you're, you know, your natural protection and you know, all the fears kind of shed away or get amplified and burnt out and then shed away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think about my Merkaba a lot and how I'm using it and when I need it most and um, mm -hmm. how to recharge it and all those kind of things. I, I think it's a good thing to be aware of that, that you yeah. have that and you have it. It's in the form of your personality, really. That's probably the best way to personify it is like you have a personality that uh, the world gets greeted with to protect you, to protect your sensitive heart, you know? And yeah, I like that's true about that. And, and, I, and that's why I'm so fascinated with documentary and, and the way we make documentary and, and how raw it is to, to see that, to see how people react to us, to strangers who are asking them questions, to a camera that's going to capture this moment forever, you know, and, and see how their Merkaba reacts. And, you know, just I, I love all that stuff. Like, that's the stuff like my films are, are meant to do the opposite of identity politics. It's meant to show like, yeah, no, yeah, you might be from here, you might be black, white, Asian, whatever, gay, straight, something, trans, I don't know. We're all the same, we're all the yeah. same. Check this yeah. out, check this yeah. out, you're a juggalo. I bet you didn't realize you're a juggalo, watch this. You know, <laughs> I didn't, that's how I learned, so. You know, um, it, it's, yeah, that's, that's stuff that, that like I think fuels a lot of our work and the you know the podcast is like us in real time like figuring out who we are and it's like i'm saying it's not you know some people might approach approach their podcast with much more thought out things that they want to like much more tightened up edited type mm -hmm. of way of speaking. we're literally coming up with those ideas on the spot and exploring them for the first time right then and there figuring out who we are yeah and that's cool and, and the films are kind of uh more the yang energy of like here's how i see the world i got some good examples of it i'm going to edit them together in a way that make you feel the way that i felt when i went on that trip and went to meet those people and hopefully it'll aliven in you that sense that you can let your merkaba down a little and yeah anyone right and that's the thing the paradox is like when you have when you can create conscious energetic boundaries for yourself you actually can become more intimate and more open through that i think that's yeah. going on i've been noticing that so much just in in life the last couple of weeks like the what i mean it, i mean it's just like a physiological thing like when you don't feel that able to create that boundary for yourself it triggers the nervous system the body goes into fight or flight mode the yeah. immune system starts reacting you know mm -hmm. and being able to yeah to to have a strong auric field and yet uh, yeah, be able to be able to build it up and tear it down. Yeah, still will. feel connected, even though it's there and it's and it's protecting you. And you know, it's something I, I think about a lot too. Um, you know, being into psychedelics and see so many people like rave about like ego death. Have you ever had ego death? Have you are you trying for ego death? And like like that's the goal or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's that's uh, 
terrifying work if that's what you're out there doing with these things. And it's like, I, I, I guess I've experienced ego death, but what I've learned from experiencing ego death is how useful that thing is. Yeah, know? exactly. Let's talk about going too much into the feminine, like the whole yeah. asceticism idea of like, you have to kill your ego. You have to, I did that when I was younger and it's yeah. like, it, it did me no service. It's, it's, it's just another form of self hate. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, it's another way of saying rebirth, I guess, but like you, it, it, and it is self hate yeah. because it, like you already, you were already born and, and developed all those things. Like <laughs> yeah. I, what, what I'm trying to do with psychedelics is figure out what my ego is and what it's made of, like figure out like the, you know, the programming behind it. And it's usually traumas and like, yeah. why do I behave that way? And is that behavior useful to me? Yeah. So it's like, instead of ego death, it's more like ego training. It's like ego tr cross training. It's like, let me get, let me take this fucking acid. I'm going to take so much acid that this thing is going to seemingly go away, but it's not going away permanently. It's just giving me a bird's eye view on the thing. So I could say like, is that useful to me? Or like, why was I being like that or whatever? And like, sometimes it's violent. The first time I took mushrooms, it was like, it was violent lessons, you know, from a crazy ass teacher and, and like a flood, a tidal wave of feminine energy like I'd never experienced to the point where I was like, all right, fine, I'll never eat an animal again. I'll yeah. Oh, my God. My family. I'm going to be a sweet boy now. I'm done with the fucking hyper masculine fucking New York City dominating type of personality. Like, and, you know, that that mm -hmm. was nine years ago. That was mm. nine years ago, and I'm still kind of living in alignment with that that like shock to the system, and I'm trying to train my ego to to work more with those messages because I I believe in those messages more than than anything. It just felt like it came from a higher intelligence, a higher a higher version of me that knows better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mushrooms for me are still I have I'm I'm kind of freaked out by them. I don't yeah. like acid and weed. I've taken them in various doses and forms to the point where I feel like I'm I'm like good pals with those yeah. those energies. But mushrooms, I guess I just got to do them more. They they're you never know. You never yeah. quite know what's going to what the yeah. truth is going to be. I'm the same way and I made the same decision you're talking about. I just was like, you know what? Like, because it, it has been such the, the teacher that's changed my life the most of all the psychedelics is the mushroom. And it yeah. was the first one. And it's, it's helped me so much, but I was so scared of it for so long. So scared to revisit and like take my medicine and get my lessons again. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I just decided like, I'm not afraid of these anymore. I'm not going to be afraid of these anymore. Like mm -hmm. let's, let's not be scared. And what I found Really, there was there was one epic trip, and I'm not sure if you heard our podcast called Death by Soma. Uh, I don't remember. That's it's going back like a year and a half now. But basically, we took um, a combination of Syrian rue and penis envy mushrooms, and apparently, that's what like Soma was like all that that stuff you hear in the, in the old myths. Um, you know, people talking about this ancient psychedelic Soma. That's right. Okay. What it was. So. Okay. We take this and um, I've never tripped so hard in my life. And I, I like it, it healed me. It, it made me friends with the mushroom. Like it didn't feel like I was a visitor with it anymore or, or she was an unwanted teacher in my life. It just felt like we're homies now. Like we can just, we can chill. And I haven't been scared of mushrooms ever since. And I've taken a lot more, especially in microdose form. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And they, they help me always when I take a microdose or two they're always my best days yeah and uh, you know everything just feels more alive and um flowing so 
Yeah, I just had yeah. to make a choice and sit down with the mushrooms and say, I'm not scared anymore. Please don't make me be scared anymore. And we kind of came to an agreement together and we're good now. Yeah. Uh, which thank God, because it's it's the one I need more than anything. I probably need mushrooms more than I need weed in my life, really. Um, mm. They just they keep me on track and keep me humble. And, and that's the whole thing. We don't like getting humbled. And yeah. it, it's been pointed out to me and I've noticed it anecdotally how much men say what we're saying about mushrooms and how they prefer acid they prefer this. oh they prefer really women most of the women i take mushrooms with they're not scared they take as much if not more than me and they have a better time yeah like because they're they're used to dealing with that they're used to dealing with things they're used to dealing with a with a period they have a built yeah. painful time of the month like we have no bodily form of that so we have to seek our pain through wars and conflict and domination and like, yeah. just, like they have it built into their body yeah and i think the mushroom just works with them a little easier whereas we're like what the fuck is this and we're you know our right. instinct on everything is like put your dukes up yeah so and, and that fight is not fun you're not gonna win that fight you know you're not no. gonna win that you're either gonna fucking lose that fight or and never or never take mushrooms again so right yeah yeah i don't try to fight it i just say all right i need this I, I need this to to uh, to really kind of strengthen my Merkaba and allow me to function in this world that's getting crazier and crazier and faster and faster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It changes the physicality like nothing else. Mushrooms yeah. just like building things into the body from nothing. It's mm. miraculous. That's a good way of putting it, for sure. That's how I feel, for sure. And, and like, you know, I know there's studies on this and everything, but like, it feels like it's doing something with your neuroplasticity. It feels like it's connecting parts of the brain that often don't fire together. So they don't yeah. really know that much about each other. And like, I don't know, it seems like a trivial thing, but it's the best example I can think of. When I take mushrooms, once I get passed through the like, holy shit, I'm in the fetal position, I'm, I'm a mess, whatever. <laughs> once I pass that first like hour or so, I am the funniest I've, I could be like everything converts into just like a punchline that just fires on all cylinders. And I'm like that I love, and I love it. I love that more than anything. Just tapping into that, like cracking a whole room up or just myself and just realizing like, wow, like I'm funny. I'm creative. I know how to, cause to me, that's one of the highest ideals in life. If you can take in all of this madness, and mm -hmm. be laughing about it. It's a very mm -hmm. special thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I really appreciate that aspect of mushrooms and they do it to me more than any other drug. I feel funny. With weed, other things are funny. With mushrooms, I'm the one. I'm like, yeah, right, that's right. Yeah. I'm fucking so funny right now. <laughs> and it's not like I'm annoying cokehead talking everyone's head off or whatever, but like if there's yeah. a punchline to be had, my brain knows it. And, and it knows 20 of them. And I'll just fucking just be, I love that. I love that. So, you know, it, it, it's funny because it counterbalances that beginning part of the trip, like where I'm like, I right. don't think I can function. I'm, I can't do anything ever again. I can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? We're we going to make it to the fifth dimension by the end of I the mean, year. I mean, I don't know what that looks like collectively or, you know, I, I, I know that I feel like I've, I've surfed those dimensions and yeah, I'm definitely interdimensional in that sense. Cause it's, it's a hard thing to maintain. It feels like you just like kind of naturally. Yeah. 
yeah collectively it would be very interesting to see how we'd function like that i yeah i mean i feel like we're on the cusp of it at least where i am um it's it's just the realization of people it's it's all the stuff we've been talking about like we can through self-awareness evolution realize that what we are and see ourselves from a universal perspective in a way where we feel connected to everybody else we mm. feel equal to everybody else but not in a way that like triggers the ego not in a way that uh, removes a level of freedom of expression or yeah. diversification of self or anything like this but just like that that clear perception that just makes things so efficient and so functional and allows energy to flow so well oh yeah yeah have you ever been to like a like a hippie music festival or like a grateful dead concert or anything like that yeah i used to go to a lot of like folk and bluegrass festivals which like are how it feels how it feels yeah. like there like there's not gonna there's not gonna be a fight right now no one's gonna steal anything from it and, and if there is it just gets it's just dealt with by the energy right you know? and it feels like we could tap into that collectively it would just it just to me, I guess what it would look like on a collective level is us all just saying, let's drop the bullshit. And to me, the bullshit is dead. Like no one knows yeah. anyone or anything. Like, let's yeah. just look out for each other. You yeah. Know, like, clear the books. No one yeah. has any money and no one owes anyone any money. Like, yeah. let's, let's just start from there. What do you got? What can you grow? What can you offer to the scene? You know, what kind of vibes are you bringing? What kind of music can you make? Those kind of things. And like, I, I always think of it feeling like, well, when I think of this, I think I always call it our psychedelic socialist future. I, I always feel mm. like it just could feel like I've never been to Burning Man and I don't really care to go there. But like probably what that feels like, just symbiotic celebration, people constantly learning things like a, like the feeling yeah. like education doesn't end. The yeah. learning stops. So so like the whole world feels like a continuing education course. Right. just like how to get better at things how to uh be more efficient at things how to be more expressive you know how to deal yeah. with your traumas and just like everyone just learning more and, and just the emphasis becoming more on education and learning and shedding all of those old uptight dominator mm -hmm. mentality type of things yeah could happen and I, I hold out hope that it will you know yeah i hope so i mean i feel like it's the only way for more yeah. life to to come through mm-hmm yes yeah. yeah it feels so good to be in an, an abundant state where everybody is expressing themselves super fully it's like exposure therapy where like you work through everything so quickly just because there's so much being processed it's so good and it's like yeah all the the way society is currently set up is like the exact opposite it's like keeping things slow keeping things disconnected mm. um you know trying to put point people's perception into their own little box so they don't see how their lives are affecting everyone else around them and like yeah yeah exactly like you're not aware we're not aware of like our our footprint here we're not aware of the ripple effects that our negativity puts out to the universe and like about that sometimes yeah. it's like all the anger and the wars and all the fucking nonsense and everything it's like the same angry ripple from the beginning of time that just keeps getting it, it we're still dealing with it we're still dealing with just like conflicts that are just ages old and just existential conflicts with ourselves and with our neighbors and all this stuff that like 
it's still the same ripple. It's not a new idea. And I think that could just even an awareness of that could maybe break our fucking addiction to warring. It's just yeah. like, aren't we over this? Haven't we done this? Haven't we seen that this never leads to anything good? No war ever leads to anything good. Can't we do better than this? Like, aren't we bored with this way of doing things? Aren't yeah. we bored with dealing with the fucking that angry fucking ripple effect from the beginning of time? Can't we fucking send another one out? You know, a different signal that can ripple through time other than war. Don't trust your neighbor. Don't trust people that aren't the same sex, same race, same identity as you like. Fuck all this shit. Yeah, we know it's not true. We know it's not true, but we just keep allowing propaganda from the war machine to keep us in that mindset. You know, and every American that comes out of our education system, whether they know it or not, is deeply indoctrinated into that warring mindset. Yeah. It up every part of our life, you know, and, and yeah. do a lot of weird things to feel at home in this fucking planet because, yeah. because of our indoctrination through our education. And it, it's a sad thing, but once you become aware of it, it's kind of funny. And then the deprogramming starts and the re-education starts and it's cool. It's yeah. a cool thing, you know, it's a rebirth. Yeah. Building up that, that, ma, what is it? Ma, what's Merkaba. the word? Merkaba. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how much people are conditioned to try and manipulate each other and like, you know, see other people's weaknesses and play on those and try and get the high ground and always be top status. And, uh, my uh yeah i had my i didn't have any sort of energetic boundaries for so long but through this whole process of the last few years really even these days i'm I'm starting to just think of covid as like purely a boundary thing where it's all about that that masculine energy of like yeah. i'm gonna stay in my own zone i'm gonna stay in my own vibe i'm not gonna get entangled with this other yeah. stuff and lose my momentum yeah i mean you, look you can't spell masculine without mask oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> no it, it's really true and, and it really um it fucking put all that stuff into hyperdrive and just the i mean just the level of paranoia i don't I, see that's it's it burnt that out in me because there's it's a level right. of paranoia that i'm like nothing's worth it nothing's worth it being yeah. that paranoid washing groceries holding my breath behind a mask, being scared to go in grocery stores, scared to have people over, scared to talk to me. Like, there's nothing that could make me that paranoid again. It's just, yeah. you know, I burnt out all of that stuff. And uh, a lot of people did, I think, for, you know, for better or for worse, but it's gonna be hard to dupe us on that level again, mm -hmm. that, that we need to stay separate, that that's yeah. the solution to anything, to, yeah. to separate. Like, okay, right. Right. <laughs> not come together, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it triggers the deepest psychic fear of social, uh, social exile. And mm -hmm. I think the only choice really is to burn that out. And potentially in the future, that is making uh, so many people completely um, unaffected by any, any of these mechanisms of, of social control and fear and and all these things and i think that's what'll be interesting about the future is like we just went through this that's what'll be interesting at least about these generations that cognizantly went through this is like yeah, completely dude. untrusting of of anything you know <laughs> yeah anything they serve us up we're gonna just is gonna be met with just an eye roll and uh 
I think I think that's cool. I think we should have probably been in that mode a lot sooner, you know. Yeah, well, it's the metaphor of just uh, going, looking inward towards the the self, how you feel in the moment, and trusting that above everything else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Reconnecting with the heart space. Yeah, yeah. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Gotta do it for me. Singing, dancing, moving. That's the best way. And oh yeah. I'm trying to yep. create more environments where that is set up to be uh, appropriate because it's hard. It's hard yeah. to, to find those places. Mm -hmm. And it's really miraculous what can be done when, when you create those for people and for yourself. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's what a lot of, like, uh, I'm making this movie works about hippies. Oh, yeah. you know? So I'm going to a lot of their festivals and stuff like that. And you could see it's all been commodified, but that's what it started out as, like people getting together and just creating space for them to be freaks together. And then like slowly, but surely, you know, the corporations realize how profitable that is and they get their hands in the whole thing. And it becomes, you know, $800 experience for a, a weekend of just really kind of just hanging out with like-minded homies. So yeah. that's, that's what we try to do with space camp. We try to do a gathering every now and yeah. then like cheap or free where we could just get together and take some acid and hang out. Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope that happens, and I hope we can connect in the physical yeah. space. So much. Uh, I feel like, for me, I just feel so sensitive to the energy of my environment, and I notice how much my physical body shapeshifts to represent the overarching energies of the the space i'm in it's it's wild more and more i'm noticing it like how much we're all just like processing the same energy through our different bodies and how, yeah. how real yeah, that is are, there's some people like yourself and myself that are like just much more sensitive to it and yeah uh, i think it's a, you know it's ultimately a skill yes yeah it's that skill of balancing the the masculine and feminine yeah. Being able to being able to really have that that space inside the body of of peace and spaciousness to metabolize and process, but also to be able to move and direct uh, the body to release that energy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. keep it keep it clean. Absolutely, I love that. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> nice dude. Well, is there anything uh, you want to plug for my five listeners? Um, watch our movie, American Sunset. Uh, that's the latest movie that I made. It's on Dude. YouTube for free. Uh, yes. Google it out. Um, yes. Yeah, all about yeah. mushrooms, really. Yeah, it is. It's about, you know, and we weren't in, we weren't in people's face about it. So it's it, the movie itself is meant to kind of be a mushroom and feel like a mushroom experience. So, uh, enjoy that and leave a comment and, uh, really appreciate you having me on, man. This hey, was thanks. awesome. I'll do it nice. anytime. Uh, great. Yeah, nice talking. I'll see you cool, when I brother. see you. We'll talk soon. All right. Peace later. Peace and love.